Hey everyone, today we are talking King Kong, Nintendo, and American Ninja Warrior. All that and more on this episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition because we are live from the Bob Varley studio and this is the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. This is episode 36 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of which I think I'm saying it now for maybe the fifth or sixth time, uh, the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I guess it's never really bad to repeat your brand over and over again. <laughs> I am your host, Craig Williams, uh, joining you in a T-shirt that I think I just wore a couple weeks ago. Um, so that makes me upset, but hey, I like wearing the same shirts over and over again. And I'm joined at the table by a person wearing a similar color shirt, oh. just not the same exact <laughs> one, uh, Rhino Clavin. Hello. There he is. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> there he is. And then also joining us today, uh, and usually on my other side, Jenny Lindop. Hey, everybody. Yes. I didn't get here. the blue shirt memo. Yeah, you didn't get that memo, but you Third have, wheel as usual. You have your Bumblebee jacket, as always. As uh, always. Not a problem. <laughs> but it's uh, very, it's getting warm in here, so uh, I don't think you'll be wearing that today. I don't think so. That's a first, That's huh? That's not a problem, no. And, uh... I would say who's in the back right now, but he just stood up, and uh, well, now he's sitting back down. So in the back, on the controls, as always, I'm here. our producer and friend Dustin West. I am. I am happy to be here. And hey there, hi there, ho there. How you doing? <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for being here. Uh, yeah, we've got a. Uh, I don't want to say a big show. I would like to say epic, maybe. Uh, just depending on how it all goes but it, it definitely might be an epic show coming up because we are talking about uh king kong and his big giant self return uh. <laughs> his big giant <laughs> self and uh also his return to uh universal orlando after many many years of being away now and uh, also a little nintendo news that happened uh last week we actually had our pre-recorded episode from the seven and seven uh well, because we, we were on the 7 and 7. We were at So seven. we were in the middle of the seas. So that's why we didn't go out live. Otherwise, we would have talked about all that goodness last week. And then also, we, we did have a buzz episode last week, though. We had two buzzes in a row now. But there's just so much big news happening. Things are happening. Hopping. It's, yeah, we can't say not say it. Uh, but I guess we'll jump into a, a little housekeeping first before we get to all of that. Uh, mo most importantly, in my opinion, I think we had a wonderful... Uh, what what did we decide to call it? A, a land sea adventure. Yeah, I mean it I is a land sea the, package, but the three, the four and three, or four and four. What did we call it? I, I liked remember. land and sea. I like, sounds, yeah, let's it just sounds exploratory. The land sea. I mean, our the hashtag I used for the tweets that I put out was Disland Sea. So all right, let's go with that. Yeah, it was our land sea adventure. I mean, you made a hashtag and everything. It's kind of done. Then oh yeah, at that no, point. indeed. We we had a wonderful time. Uh, we. Definitely got to experience a, a good amount of Universal, the the resort specifically. Uh, we had yeah. we had people in each of the hotels, and we kind of made our way around to all of them, and just really experienced as much as we could in the short time that we had there. I feel like we actually could have used an entire week just to take it all in. Yeah, I think so. Between all the resorts, yeah, definitely. It, just, it was started to feel surprising rushed. how much um, like was going on at each one of them. Like, yeah. there's a lot to just take in. Yeah. Uh, and it just, I mean, if you're looking at dining experiences alone, oh yeah, it's mm -hmm. you can eat fast. You can't like, even eat at every restaurant at each. Well, except for Cabana Bay, but even then, that's you'd have to eat at their their quick service, and then the outdoor bar, and yeah. then the outdoor bar, and then maybe up in the bowling alley, three meals in one day, and that's the only way you could do it. But some of the resorts that have more restaurants, I mean, you just can't get it all done in one day. No, so, so we'll have to go back. Yeah, we will have to go back, but all that coverage, as well as our coverage from our Royal Caribbean cruise, the Enchantment of the Seas, that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it, I think we all had a good time. I think we're gonna have some fun uh, 
stories and content yeah. come out of that one. Oh yeah, I mean, we'll have to see how much we are actually legally allowed to share. <laughs> we went for an experience, and we had an experience. So I would oh, that sounded... say that. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited to uh, put everything together that we have from from that giant, massive, over a week long trip that we took, and uh, hopefully, uh, well, not hopefully, it will be coming out sometime in June. Still haven't locked down the exact dates on when that'll be coming out, but. Uh, it's all depends on how busy we are because right now we're running around like chickens with our heads cut off with everything it's we're doing. Complete madness. Yeah, but it's a lot of fun. It's we it have is. a tough job. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> anyway, so that's all coming up later. So look out for it. Uh, in other news, last week on the pre-recorded show, we were confused about how many spaces are left open for our Diz sponsored events. Uh, well, we now know that Dizapalooza at Diagon Alley, that awesome party we keep talking about has filled over 870 spaces right now and the cutoff is going to be at 900. Oh. So, yeah. So, are you or are you, you not going you, to be among the last 30? Yeah. yeah. Commit commit now or forever hold your peace. Yeah, you won't be there if you don't sign up quickly and it's not like people can drop out and say they're not going and it's it's non-refundable. So, once you commit you're in it to win it. We so. will find you and we will fly you out there <laughs> yeah. and we won't pay for it. Yes, we will fly you out. We will book your flight, but we will require your credit card info <laughs> <laughs> or a cashier's check. I don't, people still use those cashier's no. check. Uh, you know, I actually thought orders. about going to make one the other day. That's funny. Like, I was like, and then I was like, why? It's 2015. <laughs> we have online banking. Who needs that anymore? Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just caught me off guard and then in terms of our 2016 cruise on the oasis of the seas another royal caribbean ship that's going to be uh, docked out of port canaveral our, our group space is sold out so you really need you to if disapalooza is sold out oh that oh. both of them are okay wow. never mind pete just came it's in the <laughs> I wish I was going to cut to. Sorry. Yeah. I just heard you say it. I'm like, no, I'm sold out. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, Dizapalooza is officially sold out. Uh, we're just finding this out now. So that changed uh, a lot in a day. Wow. So sorry Even about that. Even just the last News, five minutes. Yeah. Uh, Dizapalooza completely sold out. So everyone who is coming, uh, we're happy that you're going to be joining us. And everyone who isn't, I'm sorry. You'll uh, probably see a lot of social media posts that night. We'll wave uh, to you from the gate. Well, yeah. you'll get one of these. <laughs> that would be excellent. Uh, back to the Royal Caribbean, uh, Oasis of the Seas Cruise, December 4th through the 11th in 2016. Our group space is sold out. That doesn't mean that you still can't go on the cruise. There is still space available on the ship, and uh, Dreams Unlimited would love to help you out because you have to book through them yeah, to, to be, be a part of the exclusive Diz events that are going to be happening. The festivities. Yes. And, um, and, and if you if you do that, obviously the earlier the better. Um, exactly. The more availability there is, that means there's less competition for those rooms, which means the prices, is, the prices are lower. So um, go ahead, and if you want that, book now. Even though you're not in our group space, you'll get a better price than you will if you wait till the last minute. And I think I think on Tuesday's show, maybe Peter John said they were still doing. It's not the group space rate, but I think they were still doing like a special or something like they, that. They, was it the buy one get one half? Oh, off we still or have good like, prices at this point. Oh yeah, so, so it's not like important. out of the question for people to go. So like, yeah. but you should know. Like I, what what this sends the message that's being sent to me with this booking going so fast is just that like it's going to be it's going to be a good sized group and it's going to be like a lot of fun. Cause we have that whole week together. So, and John always, uh, rounds up some special, special things happening whenever we're on, uh, the podcast cruises. So it's, it's going to be a wild time. I have a feeling. Yeah. Very excited. It'll be your first one. And yeah. well, last one, last year's one was my first one as, as well as JL's and Dustin is a veteran of them. So somebody made a really good, uh, overview video. Who was that? Of the, well, that's of the Oasis of the Seas. Yeah, that's what we're going on next yeah, year. Yeah, I know. So you could check that out. So that was you. <laughs> you can. Oh, it, it, what? YouTube.com <laughs> slash WDWinfo. Uh, but we'll get to more of that housekeeping later. I don't want to waste any more time. Well, I have some housekeeping. Oh, oh. <laughs> I think she actually told me this, and I maybe forgot. No. No? Actually, okay. this this just came in this morning. So, yep. uh, you know, we went to the parks yesterday. Yeah. Enjoyed some good group time together. We did. Posted some pictures of ourselves on the main level floor of... Shh, we're going to talk about that later. That's Spoiler our alert. mid-show shuffle. Okay. See, that's what happens when you show up 10 minutes before we go to record. You didn't get all the info. Wow. Okay. Back to you, Craig. <laughs> Not bitter about it. 
I like so, my new shirt. Do we, have any, do we have any other housekeeping? That's perfect for people who are uh, people who are listening only. That's they really they appreciate that information. I, I described it as cerulean blue, so I hope the visual. Goes yes. Through. Anyway, and, go ahead. And I would say mine is a nice faded blue. Yeah. But anywho, uh, let's talk about what's buzzing. That was really well cute. I forgot about our theme song. We what's don't have one for that one. Did we write what's buzzing? Oh yeah. Uh, so (laughs) the big news which isn't really that much of news but it is news at the same time king kong has officially now been announced to return back to universal uh since Mm -hmm. it was unrightfully evicted from its former space over in universal studios florida and you know brendan fraser was just on a rampage and decided to come in and (laughs) sweep him out so, yeah, Kong is now been officially announced. Uh, it is going in the space in Islands of Adventure that we all knew about, including the CFO of Comcast whenever he let it slip out that Kong was returning. Uh, they gave us a projected date of summer 2016, which, I mean, you can't get much more uh, much more precise about the actual date <laughs> <Yeah>. than that. <laughs> no idea when it will actually happen, but summer 2016. And... Oh my gosh, this looks like it's going to be a freaking incredible attraction. <laughs> mm-hmm. The picture I saw yesterday, like the uh, the exterior is it's it's something like I guess this isn't what I imagined it was going to look like. So it's just something really cool and I guess it it definitely has that fit to go over there. Yeah, like, it, you know, I, that look of it. I mean, I've been seeing all the pictures of it and then we finally had a chance to get over there yesterday. Yeah. And we spent too much time over in Diagon Alley and then a little bit of time at another attraction. And then we rode the Hogwarts Express over, did not pay attention at all to when the park was actually closing. Yeah. And so we show up and we uh, we only made it through about Jurassic Park before we security so close. was doing their final sweep. So you know we could have almost snuck past the security guard too, but yeah, that's didn't not happen. You I'm, see, I'm a straight edge. I can't do it. The thing is, <laughs> considering one of my primary focuses for my job with the Diz is actually going to Universal to cover this stuff. If I'm not allowed back at Universal because I'm sneaking <laughs> past security, I don't know how relevant my job technically is anymore. <laughs> Good I mean, point. I, I still have Disney World and Disneyland and all the videos I make for them, but I can't do a podcast on Universal if I'm not allowed there. Well, all right. <laughs> so... Yeah, we didn't get to actually see the facade because all a lot of the scaffolding, not all the scaffolding has completely come down yet, but a good amount is coming down and really showing off that that grand front entrance into Skull Island, just like the uh, the visuals you see in the Peter Jackson film itself. Yeah. So uh, that being said, I'm going to kind of summarize some of the things we actually know about the attraction currently and i've got to give credit to where this is coming from uh jim hill a another fan uh well not a fan i mean it is a technically an unofficial site that Mm -hmm. he runs but he also writes for huffington post and he does a lot of work with disney i believe he did a phone interview with mike west who is an executive in universal creative Mm -hmm. and during that interview a good amount of information came out and I will try to paraphrase some of these some of these quotes that Mike West did give about what what is happening on Skull Island. So one of the things he said with this attraction will be taking guests into the physical environment of Skull Island, which isn't just full scale, it's larger than life scale. Uh, mm. Take for example our Great Wall. It's 72 feet high in the front with these massive gates that open and your expedition vehicle approaches these cauldrons, the flames flare up. Uh, then the giant set of doors open and your vehicle enters in this highly themed series of caverns and chasms where you first encounter some creatures that you can't even imagine and then ultimately find yourself face to face with the big guy himself. Huh. Uh, Can I, if you don't, if you don't mind, I just right then and there from that explanation, that sounds like we have a little bit of a, a mixture of, of, you know, the Jurassic Park boat ride, the King of Kong attraction in, um, in Hollywood and like something like Transformers or Spider-Man. Because I would imagine they would use screens and stuff yeah, like. Yeah, I was thinking well, like it, it, when you say the ride vehicle, I, I can imagine like uh, the Indiana Jones rides at, at Disneyland. Yeah, like is what I was like. 
I'm hoping there's movement like that, and it's not all projected. But. Well, here's some more stuff in terms of the ride vehicle. It's a really big ride vehicle, one of the largest we've ever created. But mm-hmm. it has to be the scale, and it has to be because the scale of this entire attraction is enormous. Not to mention that this ride vehicle has to be big enough to handle the rough terrain of Skull Island, as well as protect our guests from some of the creatures that they'll encounter there. Uh, and then in terms of 3D... Don't get me wrong, our ride will also feature incredible 3D imagery, which of course Universal is really well known for these days, but Skull Island, Reign of Kong, is really going to be more multi-experiential than it is multi-dimensional because of the many different ways we're going to immerse our guests into this world of Kong. Then that definitely makes me think of like Mm -hmm. Spider-Man when you're in the queue and like Doc Ock shoots the the box behind you that starts floating, and I love that stuff. Like that's, that's like my favorite, so... I, I'm hoping that's like that on a new level. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's going to be absolutely incredible. And uh, one other thing I will just point out before I just end my quoting of Mike West this and Mike West that. Mm-hmm. One of the other things he said is, your adventure actually begins as you enter the queue for Skull Island Reign of Kong. I mean, people who are familiar with Universal theme parks will acknowledge that we're pretty well known now for creating these wonderful, immersive worlds, but the queue for Skull Island is going to be just amazing. In order to get your get to your expedition vehicle while your first... or Sorry. In order to get to your expedition vehicle, you're first going to have to make your way through the dense jungle. As you get further in, you'll have to maneuver through these temple ruins. You'll also encounter some hostile natives along the way, not to mention stumbling upon some cryptic messages that hint at some of the dangers you'll encounter on the ride. That's cool. So that does sound really cool. Yeah, it sounds basically like that. For I mean, Universal has started to go above and beyond with their cues as well, uh, mm-hmm. in terms of Forbidden Journey especially, oh, yeah. and Gringotts. Mm-hmm. But now it seems like, I mean, you're going to stumble upon natives. I doubt these are going to be like projections. So maybe there's going to be actors, like back in the old days of whenever they had actors in the queue for Doling Dragons. Or, I didn't know they did that. That's cool. Oh, yeah. Um, and at one point in time, I mean, obviously I wasn't ever at Universal back in those days, but... Um, one of the final rooms before you got to the choosing your fate of which dragon you're going to was called Merlin's Final Warning. And apparently at one point in time, they had a Merlin actor oh. that would be standing there spouting out bits of information. That's cool. I so. love that stuff because it, it just makes what would. <coughs> and I'm glad that like they're it's in their minds right now is like the wait for these things are going to be like 90 minutes plus probably. So like making the line and experience too, just, or the queue make an experience. It just kind of, it's nice, you know, it makes that time go by and it real a lot faster. And I don't oh, know. Yeah. No, if, if there's either actors portraying natives and coming at you and those natives in, uh, Peter Jackson's King Kong. They were disgusting looking. They were creepy. Scary. So I, no matter how it's done, if it would be like Christopher Walken disaster projections or the Harry Potter uh, projections or the Harry Potter projections, even or animatronics or live actors, I regardless of how it's done, I'm sure it's going to be done right. Yeah, and it's going to probably terrify a lot of kids. <laughs> but that being said, uh, it was also said that the height requirement for this ride will be 34 inches. To make it family-friendly for more kids. That's actually a very low height. It's very low. Yeah. Like, Cat in the Hat has a higher uh, height requirement. Okay. It's probably one of those things where, uh, based on this image that you can see in the buzz, if you're in, like, almost like a safari vehicle, you know, kids have to sit in the middle and parents on the outside. So you're not going to get jostled around too much then, obviously. I, I think there will be a good amount of jostling. It's... Just it's a a much easier vehicle to accommodate to families. So, okay. In my just from what I know, all I know really is some of the rumors and speculation that I've been reading on other sites. This information that Mike West put out, and then what I can see from the concept art, and I will have a link to the blog about the official announcement for Kong in our show notes page, as well as I will also put up the pictures of the concept art in that. So that way everyone will be able to see it. But yeah, I, it's gonna be family friendly and that 
kids will be able to get on it. I just don't know how scary it's going to be. Yeah, it might not be family friendly. Enough, well, Harry Potter, I mean, the Escape from, not Escape from Gringotts. Forbidden um, Journey. Yeah, that thing scares me. Yeah. But it's, you know, <laughs> it it's in the same vein me. as Harry Potter. So it's not like, I, I just, I, I applaud Universal for like going in like that and not, you know, not succumbing to being yeah. like, oh, was it too? Because it it's exciting. Like those are the kind of rides I loved as a kid because I was afraid to do roller coasters. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's the alternative. That's the fun, like exciting. Like it it scares me in a good way. It's yeah. also the thing that kind of sets them apart from Disney. Yeah, you yeah. Know, Disney has all of the much more emotionally tame rides for the the younger crowd. I think Universal appeals to a different demographic for the reason that they go in a different direction. Yeah. Now, and I do want to share some of the rumors and speculation as well. Uh, and I've got to give complete credit to Orlando United, one of the biggest websites in terms of posting out spoilers and upcoming. I mean, the people who are on that site know people who are willing to leak information. And uh, they're not always right about everything, but a good amount of times they are right. And uh, they've posted a lot about what Kong should be like and one of the things in particular that i've i've looked at on their site uh actually says that the ride will start outdoors in the jungles kind of like they're describing before you go through that gate i mean obviously from the concept art Mm -hmm. it's starting outside before it goes in Mm -hmm. however they also posted on their site that uh it's possible that they are building a b version of the ride too that is all indoors so that way if it is raining or thunderstorming, they don't have to shut the ride down huh. and that there'll be a way that you can skip the outdoor portions of the ride. Now that's interesting. I don't think, I can't recall a ride that has done that before. I, it's the first one. Usually yeah. if they're outdoors, then they're, you know, they're, they're outdoors. Down, yeah. If they're inside, then they don't have to worry about, I don't think I've ever heard of an attraction being built that, it has There's a B a plan track, right, so yeah. they don't have to go down for thunderstorms. I mean, it's That's smart. Fantastic. They've only been in Orlando, Florida for 25 years. So, you know, it, <laughs> yeah. snow, it snows. It, it snows, snows all rain. the time. It snows every day. <laughs> it rains every single day from like April through November. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Also, one of the things I read on their site was that uh, they will have the Kong animatronic like oh. pretty much all of us fi- figured. The, um, the big guy. The big, the big man. Uh on top of that, there will be projections, as Mike West even said, and it's going to be an even bigger set than Gringotts. Because Gringotts is, hmm. I mean, they prided it on it being a 360 set, and that mm-hmm. no matter where you looked around, you would feel so immersed see, in yeah. it. Kong's supposed to be like that on an even bigger level. That's cool. Wow. And uh, from what I understand is that they believe it's going to be somewhere around 70% uh actual physical sets and then 30% 3d imagery. That's so, actually a big ratio when you consider what, you know, where they went with transformers, which is like 90, 10, yeah. yes, you know, along those lines. Exactly. And, um, that makes me all the more excited for it. I mean, I just, I, I love the idea that the computer generated part of it is going to be minimized. Yeah, no, it, it needed to be that way though. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're not overdoing it, but yeah, they're like doing it right. They're doing like there was that time when it was like Spider-Man had come out and um, Disney did uh, Toy Story Midway Mania. And I was like, these are the rides of the future. These cheap plot. Not not to say those rides aren't fun or whatever. I'm just saying like it feels like not Spider-Man, digital. just Toy Story. It's very flat. Like all the surfaces mm-hmm. are flat. It, everything's painted. It's just screens. You're just looking at screens the whole time. And for me, that's boring, especially because you get motion sickness. I like agree. my mom can't enjoy I that. Agree. Like, so I like that they're still going that route, but but making it accessible to people like like me or my mom or something like that, where they're. It's the right way they went with like movie special effects. It, it's not episode one Star Wars. It's like J.J. Abrams Star Wars, you know? Yeah, a good blend. Yeah. Uh, at, at the end of the day, I'm extremely excited for this. I think it's at one point in time, I believe I even said that I thought it was going to be around like a D ticket type attraction. Amazing people are going to love it. But just from everything that's coming out there, it's got to be. A, a major, major attraction now. Yeah. I mean, it's I, very surprising too. Like, I, I don't know. It just seems they're being proactive because that. I know. I know you said it. This is in the realm of Peter Jackson's movies, right? It's 
technically, Peter Jackson has worked with them a lot on a lot of the look and designs. Uh-huh. However, this is not an attraction based directly on King Kong 2005, nor is it going to be based on completely Skull on Skull Island. It's it's under that same blanket of but we're using the look and the feel, but it's not based on any story. It's just cool because it, it's a proactive, I, and I hope this is the future. Like They went into an area where they were like, well, Kong, there's so many King Kong movies that we can kind of... And we know there might be a trend coming again because we've got this movie in the works that they clearly have some faith in. And they're just kind of like, if the movie succeeds or fails, the ride could still be awesome. I'm, I'm yeah. sorry. Did I just catch that? Is there is there a King Kong movie in the It's called the works? Kong Skull Island. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's supposed to come out in, I think, 2017, 2017. with Tom Hiddleston in it. And oh, ooh, I love Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. He's yeah. great as Loki. And um, it's, a pre- it's a prequel to King Kong is what I was. T- so it's all about just the island or something. Can, can I bring up another point that we've we've touched on? Yes, please. Um, what do you think they'll do in terms of the, you know, just the the themed name of the area, like on the park maps? It is going to be Skull Island. It's not going to be a Jurassic part of park. Jurassic Park. Okay. Oh, and good. that does leave it open, I guess, technically, Little if expansion. they wanted to bring anything else into Skull Island, whether it's small attractions, gift shops, whatever, they they can because that's not Skull Island. And I'm glad that they are officially now putting an island in Islands of Adventure. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I wasn't even thinking like the islands in the name there now. Yeah. I mean, so technically cool. with Jurassic fits, Park, yeah. that was also an well, island. Is, but, Isla Nublar. Yeah. So, <laughs> Isla Nublar. A second island right next to the other island. Cool. I, I was trying yeah. to think of Vince Vaughn's Spanish Cinco, translation. Cinco de Muertes means five deaths. It means five deaths. He can't take us any further. Yeah. <laughs> He's dropping us off of here. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. I had one more thing I was going to gonna throw in and i just i completely blanked on it sorry we brought you to the death islands <laughs> we were talking about the movie it's i don't know Mark. if you had something to say about the movie yeah i'm just it's the sorna that's the island sorry it's my own brain ah it just completely kong tom hilson movie the that's ride. the sound of a screeching halt in this podcast yeah no that's sad that i i can't remember uh if i ever remember it i'll probably just randomly bring it up but i think okay. we uh that's we good. we yeah. shared a lot of fact with a lot of potential rumors and hopefully we'll get to see it one day as long as we all make it <laughs> oh my god, god. <laughs> what? what the heck I pray for good health for all I don't know maybe we'll blow a tire <laughs> okay. well, and miss the movie by five minutes that's what you say not like all <laughs> oh no we'll, we'll be alive we'll be we're gonna die no, we yeah. just we don't know if we're gonna I make it you all make it <laughs> You guys are always thinking so negatively. No, you, let's, you, you say stuff like that. What do you expect? Let's get positive. Let's get positive. Uh, also, pending on our survival, we will all be pending ready. on our survival. Uh, literally, less than a day after Universal officially announced King Kong, they also dropped something else on us. They sure a did. Huge a bomb, and that's that Nintendo and Universal announced a partnership. To build major attractions. They dropped a ba-bomb. Oh, good one. Nailed it. (laughs) Sorry. I got really excited for that. I just hope they tie in the Super Mario Brothers movie. Craig, can you reel this in or something, man? I'm trying to reel it in, but I just... (laughs) I'm not helping. Craig, I guess I left my pole at home. Well, honestly, not a lot of information was given. They just kind of put out their press release that they are going to be building major attractions for Universal Parks and Resorts. They did not say which parks. However, I think it's painfully obvious that they're going to do something in Universal Studios Japan, mm-hmm. yeah. which they actually don't oh, yeah. own. They they license out that part. Right. They give their license to it and oh. run it as Universal Studios Japan. The same thing goes for Singapore and Beijing whenever it opens. Yeah, um, Those aren't owned by NBC Universal Comcast just given out but the ones the parks they do own including hollywood and orlando uh i would say it's far more likely that anything will be coming to orlando and not hollywood because probably probably do the harry potter route okay it started here and then went there hollywood is just running out of space though right they would have to build another escalator however they do have I, I just don't know enough about Holly, Universal Hollywood rumors. They do have a giant space right now that completely uh, opened up whenever they closed down their House of Horrors out there. And 
That's a big construction pit. One of the many construction pits that we saw, we saw a lot. Yeah, that we'll be uh, talking about very shortly. Actually, um, I, I have a question because I don't think it ties into the Nintendo thing. But yeah. didn't they also when it was either when they were announcing Kong or maybe it was the Nintendo? But they had talked about making an attraction in every park every year from now on, or for like five years. Yeah, or something that like was that? another thing that actually could have been Buzz. Um, they see uh, Comcast and. Universal released uh, more profits from the mm, past yeah. year, and they, I want to say they went up 33%. Yeah, it, it, I remember you saying total profits, like that. and then I might be getting the numbers backwards, and then theme park attendance rose 25%. Mm-hmm. It, so it was, it was really high, like it was insanely high. Like, oh, yeah, no, massive. But and then, yeah, I think they might have said it with Kong because I feel like you told me this, and then like the next day we had the Nintendo announcement. And I was wondering, like, is the Nintendo announcement was it part of that, or if they, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it seems very aggressive yeah. for well, yeah. an attraction. But, but this particular announcement with the Nintendo is very vague in terms of timing, yeah. location, everything. It's just they're just saying we are teaming up with Nintendo. Yeah. And Here's the deal with that. They never said that this would be, they said major attractions. They never said that this is going to be Nintendo Land or Nintendo World, Mm -hmm. anything like that. Just major attractions. They could easily build an entire theme park out of Nintendo. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Mm -hmm. So definitely they could do a land. Um, Speaking of at Universal Orlando specifically, where would they put a Nintendo Land if they had one? Yeah, I would Universal well, Studios. Yeah, mm-hmm. Universal Studios, first off. Second, it's not Kids Land. Woody Woodpecker's Kids Fun Zone. Zone. Kids Zone. Oh, my God. <laughs> Get it wrong one more time. <laughs> Get it wrong one more time. Barney's Graveyard. <laughs> that's where he keeps that's his probably a, that's, that's actually a really good description. And that's why you keep staying on this podcast. <laughs> Because you, you make me chuckle every once in a while. But, yeah, Woody Woodpecker's Kid Zone. I think that this is a really smart move on Universal's part. Um, it's so much more relevant kid-wise than what they currently have. I realized this the other day was, um, you know, those quizzes on Facebook that they have. So I was doing a couple with my daughter, who is 10, and we went through a – I found this extremely interesting. Went through a recognized the Disney characters quiz, and she struggled – through a lot of those to my surprise and Is this your oldest daughter? No, my youngest. I was completely horrified actually by that. And then we followed that with a uh, a video game quiz. Recognized the video game characters. Knew almost every single one. Especially the Nintendo ones. She was on it, whether it's the Princess Peach or Princess Daisy. Like I was and she knows all the differences between all of those. Yeah. So I just, you know, extremely relevant to kids, young ones. When the news came out, I know on Disboards, one person started a thread about Nintendo coming out, and they kind of seemed negative about, like, oh, it's Nintendo, who cares? I know, personally, my first video game system was a Super Nintendo, and Mm -hmm. even though I'm not a huge fan of Nintendo systems anymore, I grew up playing my Super Nintendo, my N64, uh, my neighbors had the original Nintendo, so I got a chance to play that over at their house, (laughs) and... I mean, blow on those cartridges. <laughs> Passing out in my room. My mom finds me with an Nintendo Love it. cartridge. Every man. kid knew how to do it. Yeah. I, I have a question. Yes, sir. It's not actually a question. I just have it's a, a really statement. it's a statement. Oh. How can they not how can they not make an interactive Mario Kart attraction? Yeah. Right? I it mean, seems like that it has to be first, you know, on the docket. What roller, everyone wants. Roller coaster something. I don't know. Shoot shells at other people and make them blow up. Even if it's some kind of go-kart track a controlled version mario of it, but. yeah mario kart is one of their best-selling properties it, okay. it, it contains all their popular characters and it's it's just it sells great and let's go real briefly before we keep talking about stuff like that okay. uh some of their big franchises that they own uh donkey kong yes kirby legend of zelda mario and all the worlds of super mario brothers super yeah. smash brothers mario kart mm-hmm. etc uh Galaxy. metroid Mm-hmm. Oh, Star yeah. Fox mm-hmm. and Star Fox, a company, a little company that they own majority stake in. From what I read, that might not be true, but Pokemon, Pokemon, mm-hmm. Pokemon yeah. is technically sense, owned by the Pokemon company, right? Yeah. But they have huge, huge video yeah. game. They yeah. produce Pokemon is produced exclusively by yes. Nintendo uh, software and hardware. Exactly. So. 
clearly they have nothing that they could ever pull from if they wanted to build some major attractions. I mean, merchandise alone is, it's it's like, it's going to be that same Harry Potter. And, and I should say right away, like the, you mentioned that person being negative, like, okay, they've had, they've had Harry Potter. They've done well. They did so well with Transformers. They did amazing with that Simpsons land. Like they haven't done anything in the last couple of years that would even for a second make me worry that they're not going to completely mm-hmm. handle this appropriately and in an extremely creative way. And it's just, it's so relevant because we it grew is. up with it. Us yeah. that have kids, eventually we're going to, we're going to tell them about these characters. I mean, that's what I well, would want my Well, and in my, my case, playing. I have kids that I didn't tell about these characters. I mean, I did play Nintendo a little bit when I was younger, but it's not, has wasn't a staple of my life and yet somehow it apparently is a staple of my kids' lives, so. Well, I don't see kids walking around, not that I see kids very often, but whenever I do in theme parks, I don't see them ever walking <laughs> around weird way to with, say the, that. Uh, with PlayStation Vitas or whatever they're called, but I do see DSs yeah. in a lot of places yes, still. my and children own them. Tetris. What if there was human? I'm sorry. Okay. I, human, I recently had a really bad craving to play Tetris because if you're like our age, it's in your blood. Yeah, that you game's so addictive. But I had to look for an original Game Boy, and I think to myself, like, people still have Game Boys. Like, I have it on my iPhone. Well, I didn't like the iPhone. I want the buttons. Oh, like, you want the buttons? It relaxes me. Yeah. So <laughs> there is so much that can happen. I, I think one of the absolute givens is they will do something Mario Kart. Uh, I came up with my my pondering of it would be maybe a dark ride attraction on the same level as uh like Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin out in Disneyland, mm-hmm. but also using interactive screens to bring in those elements of other racers and well, you know they can do regular cause, environments because at that Men in Black attraction, after you go through the alien scanning thing, you can shoot the other card, and when you hit the other card, it like spins around. Oh, yeah. So it's easy to be like launch the turtle thing, and you could see like a turtle like yeah. shell come out. Right. And, like that's a that's a great point. Yeah, heck, get rid of Men in Black alien get attack. You do put it there. <laughs> I'm joking. Okay, I'm joking. <laughs> Nintendo. Yeah. It's it's very it's exciting. Huge. Yeah. Other places it could take over potentially. If I mean it's it's going in kid zone. ET probably won't go. From what I understand if e, if anything ever happens to kid zone, ET will get sucked back into Hollywood. Yeah. It's good to it's know. Just so, they'll have they'll have ET like jumping yeah. on Goombas and, <laughs> and going, Steven Spielberg would lose his mind yeah. if they tried to get rid of E.T. Well, they get rid of the uh, Animal Actor Show, right? Is that part of the kids? I'm not, I'm not sure if that would go, but... I mean, that's a big plot of land if they want to choose that. It's yeah. a very big plot of land. It should go, but, you know, then that that's a nice thing that they do with animal actors. Is that They put on a little show, and then after they get too old, then they donate off the animals to anyone who wants them. They actually do that. Oh, that's I didn't um, know that. Yeah. So... That's where it is most likely going whenever something does come. Uh, other places it could go. Uh, what, Toon Lagoon? Do you think potentially? That, oh, but isn't Toon Lagoon like very popular in terms of like summer water rides? Yeah, yes. and stuff, so that's why I never see it going. And then a couple uh, free minds are saying that Universal is going to get paid billions by Disney to finally give up all of their Marvel licensing and no. then they would need something to replace it. I don't ever I see that it. happening. No, no. Uh, the number would have to be so ridiculously high yeah. or they would have to pay them, you know, just in the future, every month, give them an allowance check or something <laughs> in order to make that work. So kid zone eventually, hopefully details will come out very soon because I am very excited to know more about what's actually going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope I hope this is one of those like high, you know, the balls rolling like a Diagon Alley yeah. situation where it, they're just it's rolling. And there's yeah. a lot of space back behind Kid Zone yeah. as well because you walk when you do Halloween Horror Nights, you walk back there oh, yeah. for yes, some of the sound do. stages. There's yeah. a lot of sound stages there. Back is. There is. Right. Yeah. Now, it's Universal's just on a roll after opening up Diagon Alley. Mm-hmm. I mean, now you have that Harry Potter fan base that does recognize themselves as Universal fans. But they're still Harry Potter fans first that now appreciate yeah. Universal. Now Universal Orlando fans are getting Kong, which I expect to be, if you're a true Universal fan, oh, yeah, yeah. that's going to be the best attraction anymore, yeah. not Wizarding World. Yeah. That's great for Harry Potter fans, but Kong say, is That's easy. a huge we'll statement see. right there. I see what you're there's saying. There's two though. separate, there's fans of Universal and fans of Harry Potter. You can be fans of both, but if you're a fan of Universal, 
King Kong. I think is King a, Kong is going to be number one. It's a true universal mm-hmm. like movie. Yeah. It's a it's a universal legend. I would yeah. say. Like, and then Nintendo is just this it, wide. Get ready to be seen a lot more children. Children. Yeah, that's what that it may be what they need to really pull in that younger kid yep. market because Woody Woodpecker ain't doing it, man. And it's, <laughs> I mean, not being just straightforward. It's also going to bring in a lot more Asian visitors. Very into possible. Universal Orlando, something that I mean, you see, but you see that more in terms of United States over in uh, over Hollywood and Disneyland, Disney. yeah, because mm-hmm. it's a lot closer. Yeah. So it's just going to bring in a whole nother. Uh, I would love that whole nother group and up, up in their game again. I'll, it's it's going to be an exciting it's, 10 years for Universal. Yeah, good stuff. The Universal decade. Uh, and with that, we are going to stop talking about what's buzzing and shuffle along into our mid-show shuffle, which is very brief. And in this mid-show shuffle, we're going to talk about a little experience that we had yesterday. So Rhino, myself, and Jenny Lynn all went to do a dining review for an upcoming episode. And while we were there, we decided to actually hang out in the parks and have fun because, well... We sometimes like each other. Yeah. On a on a good day, no. On a bad Every day. Every other Thursday. Yes, on a random Thursday, yes. And uh, one of the experiences we did is uh, we were at Men in Black, and we were lucky enough to get selected for an immigration tour. So, so what's cool. an immigration tour, yeah. Rhino? Uh, it is a tour, you can see in this picture here, of um, when you first come through the elevator. Oh, you can see on the picture if you're watching the video version. For those oh, listening yeah. on the audio version. Sorry, gang. You won't be able to see it, but. It's a picture of Bob and Brett, whatever you, his when name you, is, When right? you come through the elevator into the Men in Black attraction, um, you're coming into the Men in Black facility. And so when you're experiencing the attraction, you walk around the upper level and you're looking down into where like Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones' desk were in the movie. And we got to go, and guests don't normally go down there, but we got to go down there yesterday. Yeah. If, if, to start it out, uh, if you go up and ask an employee that's working there, a team member, not an employee, uh, they might be nice enough if they have open staff to give you a tour of the immigration floor. And you'll get to go down there like we did. And uh, basically, you're just allowed down there to look around. You're not allowed to touch Bob and blah. But we yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hands off. The twins, yeah. I call them the twins. You're not allowed to touch twins, and we're not talking about the twins from minority. <laughs> Just report. don't touch oh, twins in general. <laughs> yeah, don't touch twins. No twin in general. touching. And uh, you're allowed to just kind of go down and root through some of the stuff. I mean, there's a lot of cool little details down there. Of course, you can take as many pictures as you want of yourselves all around there. Uh, mm-hmm. A good one. I should have got it off of you, but you didn't get here early enough. A Jenny Lynn sitting looking like a, uh, a BA. <laughs> totally. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that second <laughs> word, so I'm not going to. You said it's a clean donkey. show for kids uh, and so families. Funny. I'm sitting in one of the lounge chairs with my sunglasses on. Yeah, you're looking like a... Totally fitting in. Looking like a BAMF. Yeah. We had and, a lot uh, of fun, instead fun we photo have With my MIBs. Instead we have Instead that. we have me. Well, I was at the desk typing. Rhino didn't really frame it well, but that's uh, okay. You didn't have to include the photo. <laughs> yeah, I did because... Because there's a better one. Did you include the one of us at the desk? There I am. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, you're allowed to walk around. And you can go around to all the desks and kind of sort through the paperwork and stuff, which there is. Oh, that's cool. So there's cool. some awesome paperwork. Uh, and they're actually, like, filled out and stuff. Like, they, they have real details. Immigration, immigration forms. forms. Well, if you, uh, for those watching and anyone else, you'll be able to see it on the show notes later. But they do have immigration forms. I put in my favorite one there, which is, of course, yeah. John Lithgow. Yeah. and. His family name and uh, his given name was Dick Solomon, based on his character from Third Rock from yeah. the Sun. Oh, no way. Yeah. Those universes yeah. are connected, aren't they? Well, well, <laughs> you might see blow. other famous people on some of those immigration forms, like Oprah, <laughs> Admiral Akbar, <laughs> yeah, there, it, he, Charlie but his name Day. is Itza Trap. It's, it was Trap Itza. Itza. <laughs> yeah, like I-T-T-Z-I-E. Did you or say Charlie like. Day? Yeah. He has one, too. I don't have any of the uh, other ones to share. I only brought the uh, John Lithgow one. But there's a lot that you can see there. I'm upset because someone went down and was looking around and started drawing all over the the actual immigration form. So hopefully uh, someone does something to fix that. But it's so cool to do this experience. It, yeah, we it had really, a good time. I mean, Disney is very well known for doing magical moments that – you know, just really set apart why a Disney trip can be so special. I think this is one of the, yeah, we were, we were looking tough. Uh, I, I think this is one of those things. If they have 
open staff that can actually take you down there if you're nice enough to ask. This is one of those things that can set a universal vacation yeah. apart from just being in a good vacation into a great one. I will tell you, Disney does have stuff like this as well. Not 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 too yeah. much, but when I worked at Mission Space, uh, you know, there were this was during the uh, 2.5 years of A Million Dreams, and so <laughs> one of the dreams that you know you make come true is come on into you know Mission Space Mission Control and you know oh, yeah. look around the logs and the buttons and stuff like that, and don't push the emergency stop. Yeah, it, it makes yeah. you like appreciate the people who have created this a lot more because even when we picked up those immigration forms there were still three or four papers in the thing that weren't blank papers like they were all covers of the inquisitor or the inquirer yeah. and like and so it was really funny to go around and see like what the titles were and right and the details the that were stories. there that yeah. they didn't actually have to provide that it would have you know the people walking and you know looking down into the area would never see the papers in the stacks but that they were still there. It's definitely cool. Um, well, so my question is, because that's what I was going to read in the, in the beginning, mm-hmm. James Guilford asked us, um, you know, how do we get down there? You've explained that if you ask a cast member on occasion, they will give you a tour of that just upon random request. Are there any other ways to get access to this? That could maybe be a little bit more planned for the planners out there. VIP tours. Okay. Yeah, they'll take them down there. I don't know about all the time, but I know anytime I've been on a VIP tour, I've been taken down there. Okay. And um, during Halloween Horror Nights last year, when I did the RIP tour, we were taken down there during our tour time. And we were actually given um, drinks. They served, they had like a little mini bar there, and everyone was served beverages. Yeah, I completely forgot and about that. And we hung yeah. out in the the lounge in the MIB headquarters. It's so, it's so cool. It was it awesome. Is, yeah. That was my first time down there, so. It's amazing. Uh mid-show shuffle. That was one of our our best mid-show shuffles we've ever done. I wish you would put the And there was uh, no the, dancing from Rhino, so. Thank you. There was. He didn't cut to oh, it. Jesus. <laughs> Every time um, if you want to check out my favorite picture, the Diz Universal tweeted it yesterday, and it's the three of us at the desk just chatting with the twins. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite one. I I'm like sorry. That I, it was, you know, no, we'll see, leave something some, for the other people. You know? Leave it for, yeah. If, if you want to see it, go ahead and follow Diz Universal on Twitter at Diz nice Universal. Uh, so, with that, we're going to move on to our spotlight on the universe, which is all about American Ninja Warrior. Gong sound. Gong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so a couple weeks ago, we reported. Actually, shoot, that's been a long time at this point. Uh, we reported that American Ninja Warrior was going to be taping in the New York <coughs> section of Universal Studios Florida, and uh, I signed up for tickets and I actually got them. Yeah, and which. For the first night too, right? It was yeah Sunday for the very Sunday. for the first night, and something that made me very happy because the only other time I have tried to sign up for tickets for anything at Universal was when Steve Harvey was here and I didn't get in. And I love that man and his mustache. I know you do. It's <laughs> and his mysterious. reactions to Family Feud answers. Yeah. It's just it's one of those things I can't <laughs> the best pinpoint internet why memes I love I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, so we actually got in. They filmed on two nights. This past week on Sunday, May 10th, and also on Monday, May 11th. Go figure. Two days in a row. Uh, (laughs) And this, to say that this set was not that much of a big deal and that it was just a small thing is a gross understatement. This was massive. Uh, This set literally took up most of New York Street. Yeah, and if you're watching this right now, that photo that's on the screen, that's only half of it, right? Because there were still more behind us. Yeah, because those are the oh, monkey yeah. bars. That's that's not even the finish of the first section of it. Like, yeah. so there was you had to make it through a whole nother like a wall to jump up there, and then there's a whole nother mm-hmm. obstacle course behind that. So yeah, this this was such a big deal, um, and because of that, it was a bit of a crazy experience. So let's start from the beginning and go through this. Uh, I signed up and got the tickets. And I was able to select a time because on each night they had three times available, uh, 10.30, 12.30, and 2.30. Um, because for anyone who's ever seen American Ninja Warrior, uh, 
if you haven't ever paid attention, it's all at night. Mm-hmm. It's always at night, no matter where it is. That's just the staple of the show, which I guess it would also make for cooler elements. It looks a little more exciting on TV, all those lights going off. I was going to say it's, all the lights on the rigs. Yeah, it just, it, it has to happen at night. So it said on our tickets that I got for a group of four, um, it said that we needed to show up at 1030 to start being let in for the audience. Um, so we we get there at about 1015 to get in line. And there were multiple lines. There was entry for families and friends. And then also there was an entry for people who got the audience tickets like us. Mm-hmm. And whenever I say family and friends, I don't mean just random family and friends members. I mean people who are family and friends of the participants. Um, can I ask you a quick question? Yes, sir. Was theme park admission required? Absolutely not. Wow. Mm-hmm. Because okay. because this was after hours, uh, this was, if you had a ticket, you could get in to watch cool. it. On that family and friends note, too, um, when he says, like, the participants, it's not like... On TV, it might be less than how many we saw, but when we when we get to the break, but we saw like I mean thirty people, and we were watching like maybe the third taped segment. So there must have been like a hundred participants, maybe more, and they all had like tons of people with them. Oh yeah, so. there was so many people participating in this, and they brought everyone to come and cheer them on. Yeah, and it was massive. So, like I said, we got there at about ten fifteen, ten twenty ish. Got in line. And 10.30 comes, and we expect to get let in. And that was not the case. Uh, Apparently, they, I mean, they had to pack the family and friends in for the competitors that were going first. Mm -hmm. And then they let in a small group of people, I guess, from the people that they could actually still get in there. So after about a half an hour of waiting and barely moving, then we bid adieu to JL. (laughs) <laughs> and she left because, well, she has kids and have responsibilities. They have to be at school the next morning. And I was already feeling like a guilty mom for being out so late. And it didn't look like we were going to make much progress. So I was out of there. Yeah. So JL Also, bails. it was Mother's Day. That it was. Uh, so then I was starting to get irritated because if you've ever met me or known me, I get irritated at points in time. No. It's, uh, Once in a while. It's yeah. a very rare occasion. I have a very, very little patience. Every other sometimes. Thursday. So, <laughs> uh, so then another half an hour later, we finally moved up a little bit. And then another 15 minutes later, we moved up a little more. And then Rhino and I finally made it inside. We were with our friend Shane, too, I should say. That's he, a good point. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there were three of us. So we were a small group. Yeah. And we finally made it in. After 12 o'clock. So, and I got there at 10 o'clock first. So I'm already put over two hours. Well, I should say what's funny is like Craig and I would be like, all right, let's give it to, uh, let's say, I was like, uh, 1145. And he's like, well, 1230. And I was like, well, let's say 12. 12 all right. And we would be like, it'd be like 1158. <laughs> and they would let in like six or seven people. And then we were like 15 people from the front. And we we're like, all right, let's say till 1230. 30 now and like so it was almost like every time it got right to the point where we were like let's go something would happen we'd move forward so we finally get in after 12 and i hadn't been inside universal to see the set yet so i didn't know how it was all built we get in and the first place they set us is these bleachers that would have been prime location if we would have been there on the second night but because we were there on the first night they were only running the first half of the course So if you're unfamiliar with the show, they have basically a super, super long course. And the first part of the course always ends with what they call the wall that, you know, if they make it through and they can run up the wall and hit the buzzer, then they're through. And then to come back and continue competing more, then there's more obstacles after that. And this one ended with the, I believe it's called the spider climb. Spider walk. The spider walk. And it's basically you're in, it's a giant 30 foot high structure that there's a gap in the wall. And you basically put your hands on the hands and legs on the side and you (gasps) just keep moving up like that. We didn't didn't see people do that. However, yeah, we were there on the first night. So we didn't get to see anyone doing that because we were in 
they weren't using that part of the course. Yeah. I used to so, do something similar up through door frames when I was yeah, a kid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Just you like could that. be on, you could be on uh, American Ninja Warrior. Oh, I'm t- see Go now. On. I'm gonna Go try on. out next year. <laughs> uh, and uh, so we then, after people kept leaving, then they would move us a little closer, and then finally at around. I would say one o'clock, we finally made it in front of the stage. Yeah. In front of the part of the stage where everything was happening. Like, and it the was. Bar, it's the bar and the stage. Like, we, and it's like the area where the family walked through. Yeah. So, so it was incredible. However, then they went on a break. So, <laughs> they were like, 25 minute break, crew. And I was like, oh, yeah. my So, God. the crew had a break so they could eat and reset and get everything ready. And that lunch break ended up taking a little over an hour, yes. despite the yeah. 25 minutes. Oh. So, we did not see our first up close competitors until. A little bit after two o'clock, and we were going to be. We we even said we were like, all right, well, let's watch like one or two people because, and from where we could see before, like they had little TV screens further down, yeah. so it's not like we couldn't see on the TV what was happening. And we were like, oh, I can, I saw a shadow, like, um, <laughs> like uh, we had, um, we we said we'll stay for like one or two because nobody's making it to the end. It'll be fine, whatever. And then when they got started. Yeah, then they got like, started. They were all doing bad. So we're like, okay, we're going to stay until we see someone beat the wall. Yeah. And then then a guy comes and beats the wall. And then we're like, okay, that was awesome. We're going to stay for a couple <laughs> yeah. more now. The adrenaline was going. And then people are failing left and right. And so then we're like, okay, well, we're going to stay until someone else does it. And then finally another person beat the wall. And so we left and we're walking out. And then right after that guy beat the wall, another person yeah, came up and beat the wall. I was going to say, as we were going, I saw the yeah. shh, the thing go off. <laughs> the funfetti. Yeah. Oh, it was. We saw a lot of people get real close to the wall, too. I should say that. Yeah. Like, I, I think that we were in our area at the opportune moment because, like, from what I saw from the. If we had been there when we were in the faraway bleachers, we would have seen a lot of people fail on the first obstacle, which was this like log roll thing. And uh, our people were making it at least halfway through. Okay, so my question becomes, obviously, this filming of this show in the park was done with some like really trying circumstances. I mean, staying till 2 a.m. or whatever it is, is very trying for people in general but do you feel like it was well enough received that we're going to see more repeat things like this in the park oh absolutely they said okay. that there were like people that were camping out to see yeah. this start, oh, starting yeah. early we just didn't see them you know yeah um and i should note too though uh we were like audi- uh, audience fillers we were there to fill the gap exactly. so whenever they brought in the new participants family which could be like 15 people and they just needed like two people here, two people here. Like that's how we kept moving forward. Yeah. So that's why we didn't make it in when we thought. We yeah, make I it mean, in. they could have honestly, like, if they had just brought in everybody's participant at the same time, I don't think they would have had enough space for it. But they could have had the whole crowd. Fill, I think like. the important thing to remember about these uh, audience, uh, uh, the situation with with the audience waiting in line for that for these television shows, like you would have for American uh, Ninja Warrior or for um, Steve Harvey. These are th- these aren't the policies of Universal Studios. This right. isn't. They're not not the ones that are saying you can't come in and see this. This is the production companies that are saying we have enough people. We need to move them at a certain pace. So you can't blame Universal for that. Exactly. And I just kind of want to wrap this up uh, in general. But the whole reason why we're even talking about this isn't so much necessarily because Rhino and I got to see something that was pretty freaking cool. I mean, it it was awesome. But the whole point is we've talked a lot in this show about kind of frustrations with Universal Studios and stuff like Hollywood Studios that were built to have all of this production Mm -hmm. happening and then nothing's really happened. And now all of a sudden Universal is, okay, well, we're going to bring back Impact Wrestling. Steve Harvey's come in. Ellen has come before. Sharknado. Uh, Sharknado 3 filmed in there. I mean, now it's, and now American Ninja Warrior had its film there. And getting to see that, that park being used for what it's intended was one of my best universal memories now ever. Mm -hmm. It was so cool. And I've never seen a big production like that. And I mean, as something that I could have saw myself going to school for, Mm I mean, I went for communication, but that could have been a route that I ever went down in terms of video production. Seeing how they do like reset, go reset, go reset, go from a film standpoint. And it was very, I should say like once they got going, yeah, they had that longer break, but once they got going, it everything there wasn't a moment there that it didn't seem like things were running smoothly for them yeah and i mean being part of you have to go through crap 
doing those audio. Do you have to clap and act yeah. excited? Oh, and you have to, know. yeah, you know, they, they make you practice your disappointed face. And they were literally doing, they did it over and over and over again, set up cameras all along everyone. So that way they had cutaways and they didn't have to get those live in the moment. I want yeah. to say something really nice though, that in that vein too, is if you have, if you did wait, like they said to us, um, the audience member, if you were like a friend and family of a participant, you had to leave when they were done. Yeah. But they said if you have a red band, which was us who had waited for tickets, you were allowed to stay the entire night. Yeah. You didn't have to go anywhere. And they just kept letting you move forward. And they gave us water bottles. Yeah. So we we, kept, we could just keep getting a drink of water when we needed it, which yeah. was really nice, too. So And we're going to have a blog going up with some of the pictures that I took. Because, well, one of the things they said, don't take pictures on our ticket. But then... Everyone, Everyone had their phone pictures. out. Yeah. If you didn't have your phone out, you look stupid. You um, should you should watch for by the way, watch for Craig and I because of where we were standing. Yeah. Um a lot of the participants family stood right in front in between the two of us. Yeah. Especially yeah. that one kid who was like, Go, go daddy, daddy, go, go, go daddy, go, <laughs> go daddy. Which is cute. But it yeah. was just like we were there and like <laughs> I so you guys got a little TV little time, yeah. you think? We might yeah. we might. I mean that's not it's not important if we did. It was all about seeing the experience. And yeah. It was it was Awesome, and we'll have a. I'll have a blog going up, kind of showing off some of the pictures of the course that you might have seen on the show. But if you're listening, that'll be a chance to go and look at that. It was a great experience. I highly recommend if you're ever in town or you think you're going to be in town while something's filming, give it a chance because yeah. I mean, it's what the studios are for. Get, you have to do it. Uh, so. With that being said, uh, I want to thank everyone for watching, listening, however you ingested us this week. I know you hate that, but that's what it is. Ingestion. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and make sure you're following the Diz and the Diz Universal and Diz Unplugged on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, always links to that in the show notes, which you can find at DizUnplugged.com. And if you want to send us a voicemail or email, go to DizUnplugged.com slash contact us. And that's where you'll be able to get links to all of that and more. So uh, that's going to do it for this episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. We will be next. We'll be back. We'll be back next week with more. See you then.